This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. We all know the devastation that COVID has had on our society. We also know how ordinary South Africans have stepped up to help. The co-owner and chef of Nextdoor in RTG, Anthony Sachs, was deeply affected by both. He joins me now to tell me more. Anthony, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Therese. So um, it's been what about 18 months since COVID hit. Do you want to talk what that journey has been like for you with all the hindsight that you've had? That's quite a period to cover in a, in a couple of minutes. And the, the journey has been obviously a very difficult, very challenging one. I believe it's tested us in every possible way from every angle and every ounce of our being, I would say. We've had to uh, draw on resources that, that we didn't even know we, we had to face the first wave and then the second wave and the third wave. Um, so that's really been a, a challenge for us in every way, uh, financially, emotionally, business-wise. That's really been a, a, an amazing, difficult challenging period. I imagine it's like a roller coaster for you as well in terms of, I mean, the restaurant industry is one of being the most affected. You've had to close your restaurant. I remember you wrote a very moving yeah. article that appeared in the Jewish Report about seeing your staff living on the streets, something you could never have foreseen, um, having to deal with the fact that you weren't getting an income and you still had to pay people or couldn't pay people. Just describe what it was like. You know, we were at a stage where and this, this has happened in different, again, in different waves. You know, the, the first wave we had to deal with, second and third. In each situation, we managed to, to sort of get our heads above water when the restrictions were lowered and, and business started to open up again and then got bashed again with another almost another tsunami coming in. Um, and we were just a, a, about to uh, raise working hours and, uh, and uh, staff salaries to match uh, higher, greater working hours because we had to drop uh, working hours to survive after having retrenched 20 staff members and um, we still had to keep a skeleton staff at at half hours and half wages basically got a little bit of relief uh, and traded for a month we would hear that uh, now the case numbers were going back up again and we have to start closing down again we can no longer have sit down the waiters have got no money coming in at all um and i uh, know we would get to a point where i was getting called at 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning by staff members saying they're they're sitting with their with their wife and their, their children on the street right now. Their landlords have just kicked them out. Even though um, they had UIF money pending and payments and the government was backlogged and wasn't getting the money out on time, at that point couldn't care. We were kicking staff out onto the streets, and that's when we got to a point where definitely in the third wave when we had, we had exhausted all of our funds, whatever funds we had in trying to assist, and we had nothing left and literally had to say to staff, you know, I, I know you're on the street right now, but there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I personally can do. And it was at, it was at that time that we put out a desperate attempt, a desperate plea to the community to try and assist the staff that we could no longer assist. And that's when we got this incredible um, influx of, of assistance from the community. We requested that deposits were made with a reference of 613. And I tell you, the feeling within half an hour, an hour of, of putting out the plea, we just, the bank account was getting hit with 613, 613s, 613s or some exorbitant amounts. And, uh, and then some simple amounts and we just, uh, so we could, we could then contact our staff and say, we, we have assistance. You don't have to be on the street. Talk about a roller coaster. I can't imagine a more, uh, titillating roller coaster. Just tell me a little bit about the response because, um, you were overwhelmed by it. What were you expecting and where did you put the call out <laughs> and, and who are the people that responded? We put the call out on our, on our WhatsApp line, which has got around over 2000 um, loyal customers who we've been engaging with and serving and um, interacting with for almost two decades. And these are people who know us well, 
and some who don't, some newcomers, and uh, we put the, the, the bill out on Facebook as well. And I think it went around uh, Java Juice Mommies and, and the social media platforms around. Donations were coming in from people we knew and were regulars and we knew very well uh, to people who we didn't, we didn't recognize by name and people who were overseas. And um, I've got a Chinese friend who I met when I was traveling China two years just before COVID. And, and I was letting her know the pain we were going through and she put some money in. I just, just understanding the situation and, and how desperate it was and uh, an old manager. Um, or function case, uh, coordinator of our sitting in the UK felt the plots of the people that she'd worked very closely with and, and put money in and, uh, our regular customers over here weekly put in really, really big, generous amounts that are, are just, were just unbelievable to us. You know what it also talks to? I mean, you say you've been around for two decades and I hadn't realized it had been that long, but the one thing Almost with the rest, yeah, well, it's amazing and, and it really is. At some extent, there is a, a sense of family, of belonging. We know each other. We know the waiters. When we go in, the waiters greet us by name. It is yes. an extension of our home. Yeah. Except the food, obviously, in my case, is a hang of a lot better. <laughs> but um, it does talk to that. Where are you at the moment in terms of um, the restaurants and the current loosening of lockdown? Does it make a huge difference? Do you see people desperate to come back to the restaurant? Do they see it as, or are people still scared and the wine issue? Where are we at? We still have people who are coming to sit down and, and very tentatively, um, almost uh, almost uh, traumatized taking a seat and letting us know this is the first time they've sat down outside of the house in a year or a half. So we still have people who are venturing out for their very first time. And then we've got the people who have ventured out each time they've, uh, the restrictions were, were lowered and then had to stop and then came back again. But people are much more comfortable in coming back at the moment. Um, I think the vaccinations and the low numbers have given people a little bit of optimism. And very important is that the uh, function market is getting back into gear. And that means that uh, bar mitzvahs and weddings and uh, 21sts are, are, are happening again. And then the corporate market is opening up again. So uh, meetings are starting to take place again at conferences where, they, where they're ordering the seven kosher meals for the, the, the 40 people that are sitting. That those were the lifeblood of our existence, really. I also saw that you did a lot more um, catering for homes. Did you find that people weren't coming in, but they were still ordering your food for takeout? That's a classic, sweet, cute uh, interaction when we see people coming to sit down in the restaurant and we say, hey, guys, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you for ages. And it's like, the response is, we've been ordering online. We've been supporting. We've been there. And we say, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm so, it's just so good to see you, like, not, not virtual you anymore. It's like uh, not just your name on a slip or on a on a, an address where we drop off and uh, and at a distance we have to wave from the from the driveway. <laughs> it's nice to see you sitting down, but the support was the support was incredible right the way through. You know, we were stretched uh, for takeaways and for home platters and and catering. Um, we were stretched to the limit, even though our turnover compared to where we were before COVID was wasn't anywhere near where it, where it was. Um, but the takeaway was way beyond what it was pre COVID. So with that, in that way, we had to totally remodel ourselves and get our waiters and staff members to to run phones and run delivery services, and, and everyone had to to, to shift and, and change position uh, to try and meet the demand that was now a very new demand on takeaway and home service. Which one, one interesting point there was an interesting one, yeah. Uh, just uh, just there was a, an interesting one. One thing that we had to handle is you know the number of mistakes that are made uh, due to human error, and there's so many of them. And because of the because of the reality of the situation in COVID, the people literally. Um, struggling to pay their way and get food in their, in their stomachs and still coming to work um, uh, and trying to get uh, orders out and dispatched. 
and the, the errors the errors happened. And uh, you know, it's a business service business is a business that's prone to human error and very dependent on on that. Um, and when you're only serving uh, takeaway and platters uh, remotely from, from a distance, as opposed to working in a restaurant, you, could, you know, you wouldn't believe the number of complaints you get on a day in a restaurant, and you can fix up immediately. Table ten's got a problem with a steak of reheat. Uh, table 11, you didn't get the coke out of that. It's only a matter of meters. Now we're talking a matter of kilometers. Now we're talking a matter of in Morningside, you just dropped off in Morningside and the steak is overcooked. What are you going to do now? It's not table 11 anymore. And so that was one of the bizarre ones. What do you do? <laughs> you get in the car. <laughs> I've got a good mate who placed an order. This is a virtual relationship. It's so funny. A good mate who placed an order and I, I hear her name coming up in the kitchen. We left out Mrs. X's uh, fried rice. Um, she's, she's just phone saying she never got her fried rice. It's like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I get in the corner, rock up there. And it's like, <laughs> and I didn't mean you to bring it yourself. It's like, we haven't seen each other for six months. I might as well bring your fried rice. They talk about adaptability at this time and certainly next door and RTG has done it. And, um, certainly every time I've seen, I've been to the restaurant, I've seen you also trying out new foods and brying in the back there. And, uh, so, so adaptability clearly, you know, has, has kept you going. And, um, Anthony, we know we're going to go into a fourth wave. Do you feel better prepared for it or does your heart just sink? Mm, it sinks. Yeah. Now I've got to say, you know, we're going to go into a fourth wave. I'm just, just begging for it to be a, a mitigated fourth wave somehow, something that's that's not going to be nearly as intense as the last ones, and is supported somehow by the vaccinations and the, what we've learned through the other waves. It's a, you know, it's, we really don't want to have to go through that again. We said that on the first wave, there's no way we could ever handle the second one, and uh, we're saying on the fourth, we can handle it. We just God forbid. Well, it is reassuring to know that the, the, there was a community support, and hopefully, if you had to need it again, it would be there. And um, yeah, I wish you luck. And just to say, well done. I mean, to work in these conditions and to produce the, the food and you know professionalism that you do, it must be very, very difficult. But uh, I think you guys are fantastic. Awesome. I really appreciate the compliments, and we just want to take this opportunity to extend our uh, warmest, warmest thanks and gratitude to the, the community for the assistance in our time of need. And when we couldn't, we couldn't actually help. And we needed, desperately needed help. And help came through. So uh, a massive thank you for myself, Stephen, and all of us here. Thank you very much. That was um, Anthony Sachs, the co-owner and chef of Nextdoor and RTG.